What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Decode Podcast. I am your host, Ken Cardez, a.k.a. Omega Z, coming to you live from the Waypoint Cafe here at 65 Ludlow Street on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. I'm joined with my co-host, Waypoint Cafe owner and operator, Gino. Hello. He's the disembodied voice off to my side here. And uh, I am the editor-in-chief of the written core content over at DigitalEraEntertainment.com and also host of this wonderful, wonderful podcast that you are tuning into now. It's a dot com. It's a dot- <laughs> we have a dot com. I uh, hope everyone's having a fantastic week. Uh, we were off last week uh, due to uh, some in real life things. We're back here after many, many events. Uh, we've had a lot of conventions this past weekend. Uh, there, there was well, past couple of weekends actually. Yeah. There was there was Otacon. There was Gen Con. There was TCG Con, which I played at. I I played in the Dragon Ball Super uh, Pro Play Tour event. I managed to get the top spot. Uh, finished fifth overall. Once everything was said and done. Nice. Uh, that video is on YouTube. You know, There's Crunchyroll Con. Uh, Crunchyroll Expo was also this past weekend. Uh, also, this past weekend, which is going to be the topic of today's show, we had Evo, the premier fighting game tournament. FGC Christmas. Pokemon saves the FGC. <laughs> I don't want, I don't care what anyone says. You. I have some like inside Blizzard drama also. There's a lot of that going around. Well, um, <laughs> no, specifically about Pokemon. I don't and want to Activision hear it. Blizzard. It's actually <laughs> hilarious because it involves Bobby Kotek. Oh, man. We'll save that for uh, when the show's done. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's great. <laughs> we like drama sometimes. I love the drama, especially after what happened yesterday. Then YXL. Oh, I heard about that. I heard that uh, they announced like a player was leaving and didn't tell the team. Well, no. So basically, the coaches were in. Ta- so okay, long story short. Um, how do you feel like finding out that you've been fired via social media? I think that would be a terrible feeling. Well, that's kind of what just happened. <laughs> um, social, from my understanding, the social media team, from what I'm seeing and everything, I'm just making this assumption. Coaches were in talk to do a trade with this player. They welcome a new player, uh-huh. which is normal. And then social media just and content just decided to post a thank you for playing with us, saying that we've let go of this player when NYXL was in talks to trade him for another player. Florida now Florida got all upset and saying well you're trading us someone that you were gonna let go so talks are off the player was upset because it's like no one told me this the coaches were upset because it's like we never made a decision yet <laughs> and so the player basically quit oh wow because now there's now have to work out severance that player is getting paid a lot of money for sure um as, a, as an apology now they have to do all the fines and everything honestly that kind of messed up the whole thing and, and today and why still had to play Without that player, because he flew back on the first flight to South Korea today. Um, they had a game today, and they had to get their new player who is playing in Korea with 400 ping, and they almost won today. Yeah. That's insane. That's insane. <laughs> so, yeah, there's that. Esports um, drama. Esports odds. <laughs> but he, it's, it's so weird to see this team that was considered the standard of how to run things. Fall from grace because y'all don't want to pay people, but that's a whole separate conversation. Yeah, we don't want to get into that too much. Yeah. Uh, but before we carry on with the rest of the show, 
uh, let's catch people up with what we've been into. What have we been playing these past couple of weeks? What have you been playing, Gina? I've been playing uh, Bear and Breakfast. Okay. I've, I've been playing Cozy here. Grove. Um, I'm going to be playing Cult of the Lamb later today. Yeah, that just dropped today, I think. Yeah, right? yeah. it looks fun. Uh, I've also been doing a lot of TCG prep. <laughs> I'm making a commander deck. Yeah, we got uh, some Magic the Gathering news we'll get into later. Uh, <laughs> well, speaking of TCGs, uh, just so you know, uh, here at the Waypoint Cafe, we also do carry uh, trading card games as well. We have uh, Dragon Ball Super. We ha- carry Magic the Gathering. We carry Pokemon. Uh, so if you're in the Lower East Side, definitely check out the Waypoint Cafe for some of your TCG needs. Um, more than happy to help you out with uh, a game you might be interested in or if you want to check out some of the games playing. Uh, we have tournaments every Wednesday and Friday. Wednesdays is Dragon Ball Super. Every Friday, we have our Friday Night Magic here at the Waypoint Cafe. Um, I know you bought uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, right? Have you started that at all? Yet? Yes, I have. Okay. How is it? Because I haven't played it. I like it a lot. Yeah. It's just, it's just one of those games, though. It's like, you know when you start a game and it's a project? Yes. It's a project game. That's what it is. It's not like it doesn't it, feel like a game. It feels like work. It, no, it's like it's something that you look forward to playing. But then you start when you, as you start playing, then you start realizing, oh, this is a monumental task. This is a game that I will be playing for the next like three to four months. OK. In all honesty, because it's not something you could sit down mm-hmm. and just go in one shot. Like I could sit down and go in one shot through God of War or right. for the most part. I could sit down and go through one shot of like Biomutant, and that's what I did, and all of that. But JRPGs like this, even like Elden Ring, it's like no, you kind of have to stop because my brain hurts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my brain hurts. I there's math, too much math. Right. So it's just one of those games, and I'm like, I was looking for something like that because I finally cleared a lot of my JRPG lists. Mm-hmm. So I've been happy with that. Still don't know how this timeline works though. I don't understand how this game series works because we go from Xeno Gears to Xeno Blade. I don't. I just. I don't know where Xeno Blade Chronicle X fits in. I don't think anyone I, does. I. I don't even think the devs know. <laughs> I'm. It's like how do we? It's like how did we get from from Cosmos and all of them to this? I. I just want to know. I just want answers. How do they connect? I, I, don't, I don't even think they're like canonically connected. They are, but they're supposed to be. They are because it's like, yes, it's all the same timeline. It's like, what's the timeline? Nobody knows this timeline and um, near. The near timeline noise, noise the heck out of me. Oh, well, the, the near timeline is confusing because like Drakengard and all Drakengard <laughs> is based off of like. Those are just Drakengard and then it, like all the near games are based off of one of the random endings. In Drakengard. Yeah. And that spun off into its whole thing. And it's like, Drakengard had a lot of endings. So, like, I think if 32? you wanted to, yeah, if you want to, you could have made like a lot of different stories off of any ending in Drakengard, which is hilarious when you think about it. Uh, and even Nier is guilty of having multiple endings. Oh, speaking of that, um, that church thing was found out to be an actual mob. Also, it wasn't even. Like, it wasn't even actually in the game or anything. It was an actual mod to hilarious. be a tribute to Dragonguard, and the devs were like, "We actually kind of want to make this a real thing now." And everyone was just like, "Why did you give them? Why did you give them ammunition?" 
He's going to sit there and just scheme for the next like five years. Because we just want Yoko Taro things. That's all. We just want more Yoko Taro stuff. I genuinely want more Yoko Taro stuff. I do too. I, I, there's a, a card game that he made for Square Enix that was actually pretty fun uh, to play for a little bit. I just can't think of the name right now. And I don't want to go on my phone and look it up because I just want to keep the show going. Yeah. Um, anything else you've played or? Uh, I'm doing a joystick swap on my um, Steam Deck. Okay. Um, a company called Ghoulie Mods, which is a terrible name, by the way. <laughs> Ghoulie Mod? Yes. Ghoulie Mods. <laughs> um, they've released a N64 style joystick, which is, according to the industry, one of the best next to the Sega Dreamcast, uh, Sega Saturn joystick in preventing stick drift from happening. Okay. Because it's a physical switch. Not a, uh, not a digital signal that is sent. Okay. And I looked at it. I'm like, how much do these actual switches cost? They cost a penny more. So One Microsoft, <laughs> Sony and Nintendo are so cheap that they chose the penny less option. And we all have to deal with stick drift. I'm like, that is some that is some kind of. Yeah, the Switch Ooh. controllers are definitely uh, my PlayStation Five controller now has drift. Well, if you bought, if it was like me, if you had the PlayStation Five from launch, those were had did have some faulty components. The current controllers that are out now, that's why they did a lot of like the color, yeah. the colorways and stuff like that. Those controllers are actually built with the better components. Okay, so if you got a controller recently, should be fine. I got it a little a few months after release. So I, I think it's actually just from general use. Well, have you been playing that much? I don't, I don't play the PlayStation 5 that much. Uh, my significant other does, actually. Okay. Because, you know, JRPGs and dating sims. I mean, for me, it's the, it was the Destiny grind once Destiny came to uh, the PS5. Just get a mouse and keyboard for your PS5. <laughs> then, you, then you'll be accused of cheating. Uh, if anyone of us has tried Cult of the Lambs, it just came out today. Uh, we took a look at it earlier. Gino's going to play it later. Um... It's fun. I, I don't have anything more to say on it. I think it's an interesting game. I like uh, the idea that you run a cult. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's definitely a fun game. Uh, I just don't have any more thoughts. I only really gave it like drink the Kool-Aid 20 minutes of time. So I haven't seen everything it has to offer. Um, but in terms of other stuff that I've been playing, um, I actually finally opened my PlayStation 5 copy of Final Fantasy 7 Remake just because I was bored. <laughs> Did you not play the DLC for uh, the edgy game? Strangers in Paradise? Apparently it's a, it's a complete mess. So <laughs> I, I haven't done the DLC. And here's the reason why I haven't done the DLC. The DLC is tied to the hard mode of Strangers of Paradise. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> so you can, only play, you can only play the DLC in the hard mode of the game. So once I found that out, I said, nope. <laughs> What's going on, Fusion Cannon? Welcome to the stream. Hello. Yeah, Ivan, welcome. Um, I, I find that funny <laughs> that it's set to the hard mode. Yeah, so the DLC is only for the hard mode because uh, it's, it's part. It's, it's an endgame DLC, essentially. Um, so I said Speedruns no. are going to hate that because <laughs> now 100% has to go through the hard mode. Um, I guess. Like, if people care enough to do that, I mean, maybe. it's the speedrun community. I mean, they're, they're kind of insane, yeah. So... <laughs> Um, but yeah, I've been replaying uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake after I had seen some of my friends play it. I was like, 
I've already been it on the PS4. We streamed it on this channel yeah. uh, some time ago when it came out, like two years ago. Uh, but then I was like, has it been that long? Yeah. Oh my God. Um, I was like playing it now because like I haven't played it in so long. Uh, I was actually amazed at how much they actually tweaked and changed for the PlayStation 5 version. You know, not just in terms of the graphical upgrade, but actual like, but the actual looks, gameplay and yeah. the little nuances in the in the uh, the actual systems that they have within the game. I was like, oh, this feels like the director's cut. Of yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, Final Fantasy. That's how I felt remake. about the PC version because my significant other played the console version. Mm-hmm. I played the PC version. I'm like, oh, yeah. This, this is something I'm actually generally more happy with. And then I modded the game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of PC versions of games, uh, I also got a chance to try out the Spider-Man game. It's incredible. PC. It's incredible. Wow. It's incredible. Holy crap. Like, with, the, the, the Spider-Man PS4 game was already amazing. Now the you give remaster, it proper. You give it proper hardware. The remaster on PS5 was also amazing. And then you get it on PC <laughs> hardware with the full specs. And I was like, it's a completely different yes. game. Yes, it is. Holy crap. Like, this is the one time where I'm like, yo, PC, y'all got it. Okay. Because the PC version of Spider-Man, I was like, I want that. But on my PlayStation 5. Like, holy crap. It, like, the differences across the three oh, versions. Oh, it's absurd. It's absurd. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous how good the PC version of Spider-Man is. You want know even even better? It's launching as a uh, Steam Deck verified game as well. That's amazing. So you can take Spider-Man on the go. <laughs> <laughs> but man, wow, wow! <laughs> like yo, like if you ever is like if PC players. You know, like PC, we all know that the. Oh no, we we all we all generally are enjoying this game, and we're all sitting here now looking at at Sony. It's like now do the same for God of War. <laughs> I love the God of War mods. Uh, recently, a friend, a friend, it's actually Fusion showed me the other day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, he sent me a, a video of they did a Simpsons mod in yeah. God of War, where Kratos is replaced with Homer. Atreus is replaced with Bart yeah. and Baldur's Ned Flanders. Yeah. <laughs> it is a hilarious video. <laughs> and they actually replaced the voice lines with the voice I know the mind you're talking about. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is why PC is great. Because <laughs> you get to do dumb stuff like this. Exactly. And then everyone sits here is like, what's so great? It's like, no, because you could do dumb stuff like this. And then those people who make those mods end up becoming the next generation of developers because it's like, hey, uh, there's someone who figured out a fighting game system using the God of War engine on PC. Oh, wow. And they're like, hey, like a, like a, like a Soul Calibur-esque mm. fighting engine. Like three, I'm sitting there, I'm like, good. Make a good Soul Calibur game using this <laughs> engine now. <laughs> I will take any Soul Calibur game. I just want them to remake two, all three versions of two. <laughs> with the I want Link Spawn and I think it was Darth Vader. Darth, no, 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 no. That's 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 four. That was three. Or oh, three. Four? That's Maybe three. One. Yeah. Yeah. So two was Link was the GameCube. Two one. Spawn was, was the Xbox. Oh, Kratos. Kratos was the yeah PlayStation. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here. I'm like, can, can we just get a remake of Yo, that? Not for nothing. Kratos has 
guest starred in a lot of random games. Yes, he, he has. He's been in Soul Calibur. Uh, he's a he's a skin in Fortnite. Isn't he also a kart racer? I oh, he know. has a skin in in one of the kart racing games. I think in Crash Team Racing he has a, a no, skin I, or something's or a reference. I feel like I've seen a Kratos in a racing game. Yeah, I I want to say it was Mod Nation Racers for Maybe. the PlayStation Vita. Maybe. Maybe. I have no idea. I feel like I have seen that there was a a Kratos racer. I just don't know where I've seen it. I might be thinking. I I know. So no, I'm thinking of Darth Maul. There was Darth Maul on that Super Bomb. Mod Nation Racers. It was Mod Nation? Yeah. <laughs> I, I know I've seen it somewhere. Um, uh, you know what? I, I, want, I want Kratos and Fall Guys. Give me a, give me a, a God of War bean. Let me get a bean of war. <laughs> that sounds horrible, actually. <laughs> I mean, we have Master Chief, don't we? We have Master Chief in uh, Fall Guys, yeah. yeah. Uh, and as a matter of fact, today there's a new Sonic event in I Fall Guys, and it's a special map, and the mode is called Gotta Go Fast. And they, they reprise the Sonic and Knuckles skins from the events from before. Yeah. And they've added uh, Super Sonic, Tails, and Dr. Eggman, which you have to pay I, real money for. I did not like that. That Dr. Eggman made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm like, you're too skinny. Yeah. Um, but what's cool about the mode is um, they've incorporated like a Sonic aesthetic. So they have the map that looks like a Sonic level. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a, an arena where you run around and you got to collect rings. And it's three rounds. The first two rounds, you just have to collect enough to qualify to proceed into the next right. round. And then the final round is you have to be the first to collect 50 to win. So you got to be, you got to go fast. You got to go fast. <laughs> and it's like conveyor belt. So you're running really, really, really fast. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fun to play. Um, I knocked out uh, almost all the challenges in like one playthrough here. And I only played for like 20 minutes. So <laughs> question, since we're talking about Sonic. Hydro City or Hydrocity? Oh, what, what's like the way to say it? Yes. I always thought it was Hydro City. Same. And then I think it was Sonic Adventure. They said Hydrocity. And I'm like, I heard what? that. Yeah. I was like, what? That doesn't make sense to me. I think that's a translation miss error. <laughs> it might be. Um, but it's nice to see like the Sonic resurgence. You know, we had two very decent to good to decent Sonic movies. Um, Those are some of the best video game movies next to like Hardcore Harry. <laughs> <laughs> that is a video game movie. You will. You cannot tell me otherwise. Hardcore Henry yes. was hilarious. I think it's a, a great video game. It's a great Wolfenstein movie. It's definitely... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wolfenstein. Wow. Or Duke Nukem. Take uh, your pick. <laughs> I, I wouldn't put it in those games because like, it's very much a very mature like story, like typical revenge plot kind of thing. Um, but the fact that it's all in first person yeah. is, is hilarious. <laughs> so, Hardcore Henry. Oh, yeah. man. I, I I know we've talked a lot about video game movies before on the show, but like seldom do we get like really a good, good ones. ones. And like Sonics were good, and then like I recently rewatched the Mortal Kombat movie, the original Paul no. Anderson one, or no, the recent one, the the, the, the recent WWE yeah. one. Yeah. And everyone was just like, "Oh, this is a terrible movie." I I sat here, I'm like, "No, this is actually." I sat watched it. Then went to go. Then I went and read the lore of Mortal Kombat. I'm like, no, it's exactly what you expected. Go read the lore of Mortal Kombat if you dislike that movie. It's just as crazy. 
So my thing with the the WB Mortal Kombat movie was there were parts of it I liked. I just hated that there wasn't any actual Mortal Kombat tournament. Yeah. Like so if it you takes remember place if, before the tournament. Yeah, so if you remember the original 1990s yeah. film, you know, with the techno music and everything. <laughs> I feel like this movie was the part up until they got to the island and it ended when they got at the island. Yes. Like that's what that, I was like, okay, so the, obviously they're doing the long stretch of yeah. let's do these different movies. Um, it's whatever, you know, like it was, it I was, just, I want, I want to see if they actually add RoboCop. Just <laughs> <laughs> throw everything in there. Just throw everything. Like, I sat here, I read the lore of RoboCop, then I went and read the lore, I'm like, yeah, no, the fact that they made a movie out of this, like, God, props to that entire team. That lore is insane. Yeah. <laughs> How many Sub-Zeros are there? <laughs> Five. <laughs> there's there's a lot. <laughs> it's like, can't you just die? No, I mean that's why if you played the the recent uh, yeah. Mortal Kombat, like they did the soft like retcon yeah. timeline thingy. I was like, oh, they fixed their own BS now. Okay, kind of. It's kind, kind of. of. Let's see where they go with Mortal Kombat twelve if they get to twelve. Um, <laughs> but yeah, video game movies are in a, are in a weird like a really interesting spot. I feel like with today's technology. Like I'm waiting to have like a really good video. I am waiting for a video game movie to be treated with the same respect. And I know we were talking about this in the pre-show, but a video game movie to be treated with the same respect and care. Like some of these Marvel movies where like, it's actually done with the love and passion of the, my, (laughs) my, my wish is that they take, the Brawl's storyline, the subspace emissary, <laughs> and actually lead up to that after the after the Super Mario movie. It's just, oh, everyone gets captured. And it's like, why are they getting captured? And then it like <laughs> after screen credits. Like a super you snack. just you just see the hand. um the hand there. And it's just like, oh no. <laughs> it's like, oh no. <laughs> and the thing is, we've had certain video game movies actually be treated with care, but because no one really cared about the movie that was being shown. They either a didn't do well financially or they were directed VHS, not even like directed VHS. Yeah. Like just no one cares. So like yeah. for example, and I always bring this one up on a show, like, you know, the Prince of Persia movie. Fantastic. Great movie. Great good movie. movie. Yeah. It's a really good movie. It's just no one went to see it. Also because the dagger, you know, the dagger, that the dagger. <laughs> that goes back. Oh, and that's the other thing too. Like the story basically treated the audience like they were idiots. Because um, they kept having to tell you this is the dagger that goes back in time. By the way, what's this? This dagger that goes back, goes back in time, <laughs> and they repeat that many times throughout the whole movie. And I'm just like, we get it. <laughs> the audience is not that dumb. Um, and it's just funny because like some video game I, movies are obviously very bad. You know, like House of the Dead, and you know some of the fighting game movies. Ironically enough, since we're talking about fighting games yeah. later on today, um, I I. I know everyone gives Resident Evil movies and Resident Evil TV shows a lot of flack, but I sat there and told them, like, did we not play the same series? So here's my thing with the Resident Evil movies, Uh, especially the Paul Anderson movies. Um, (laughs) The first one, I was like, this is cool. Yeah. The rest of them went into B-movie schlock. Yeah, but... but, but, if you look so at Resident Evil, so does the game. game. So, but I feel like that's what they're like, that's why they're doing all these remakes because they're like trying to make, have it be treated more seriously. Seriously, but it's like, Which, I, but this is look, why I'm, I'm worried about four because I'm like, 
So how are you going to get this to be serious? Because the storyline went off the rails here. Yeah. <laughs> They'll figure it out. Um, I want a Code Veronica my remake. My biggest gripe <laughs> was with this recent uh, Netflix Resident Evil show that they had. Because this was like really bad Resident Evil fan fiction. However, if you watch that show and have no knowledge of the games, it's actually a really good show. Exactly. <laughs> no, it suffers what I... I hate I'm going to bring this up. I hate that I'm going to bring this up. If you watch the Dragon Ball Evolution movie without any knowledge of the source movie, it is an okay martial arts movie. It really is. <laughs> but like if you but go because into, it has because that it title has the name on it, yeah. you're like, this is not a Dragon Ball movie. And that's how I felt watching the Netflix Resident Evil series, because I'm going into it with like, I know the game story. And then I'm watching what they do. And you're like, show, and I'm like, what the hell is this? But then I watched it again. I said, you know what? Let me take it at face value for what it is. And the show as a standalone show. I really if think. It, was it called Resident Evil? No. And here's what I think happened. I think Netflix had a generic zombie show, like script, and Capcom's like, hey, we want to do something Resident Evil, and threw money at it. Probably. That's, That's probably what happened. literally what I feel like happens. Because it's, a, it's, a, it's an okay zombie show. It is. But the fact that it has the Resident Evil name attached to it. It's trash. It's trash. And I go back to look at... um. This is a very divisive movie in the video game over there, but if you look at um, Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. (laughs) (laughs) By having the words Final Fantasy in it, it makes the movie disappear. You know how much trauma you just unlocked? (laughs) But if you take it at face value, it's a very good sci-fi film. I paid, just, just so everyone knows, back when cable was a thing and you had to pay for individual channels. I begged my parents when Funimation had their own TV channel. Oh, God. To get me. They're like, all right, then you pay us the $12 a month for that channel. Sure. 12 bucks a month to have this channel so I can watch that movie. The second the movie was done, I canceled that subscription. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that was not worth it. I, I thoroughly enjoyed The Spirits Within, but I did. I, do I understand can't, I, the disappointment yeah. because I was like, it has Final Fantasy attached to it. I was expecting something I'll Final be honest Fantasy with you, in there. King's Glaive for 15. Yeah. Very good. Very good movie outside of the ad placements. Mm-hmm. Very good movie. And I felt like, okay, no, it got me excited. Then I played the game. I'm like, what happened to the quality? <laughs> you had this beautiful storyline all set up from this movie. And then you just dropped it. <laughs> It happens. Uh, um, yeah, we, uh, we had a lot of news this week also. We did. Let's After get speaking it. of news, apparently, um, going back to movies real quick, Monster Hunter is getting a second movie. Well, because the government will continue to give Paul Anderson money. I, <laughs> <laughs> they, just, they just don't care. Whatever happened to Uwe Bowl? I think he just left. He quit. He, <laughs> he just quit. Off. He just got so tired of me. Oh boy. Um funny enough, in in his quest to really try to destroy video games and video games. He movies, made some good movies. He wound up making a really good one. And the, it's funny enough that the one good one he made was Postal. Yeah. Because Postal is a very 
bad game, but it's just full of stupid chalk, dark humor and stuff it's- like that. And in his attempt to try to trash that and make it a parody, he wound up actually succeeding in making a good video game. Yeah. <laughs> Which is hilarious when you think about it. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's kind of hard to mess up Postal, honestly. It really is. Like, you can't do a bad Postal movie because, like, Postal by itself is a pretty terrible game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, okay, I guess uh, we'll do that then. Um, let's I want get more into- movie to games. Hmm? I want just just as one side note, I want more movies to games. <laughs> like no more, no more games to movies. Take a take a movie, take a well loved movie, and just ruin it as a game. We had that for many many years. We had a lot of those crappy movie tie-ins. Most of them were done by Activision. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> and THQ. Yeah, and acclaim. Acclaim and Midway. Wow, they just threw us back there. I mean, <laughs> THQ was just trying to throw whatever they could. Speaking of which, there's a THQ showcase tomorrow. Actually, oh, that's funny. So we'll I didn't know that THQ stood for something like toy something something. I don't remember what it stands for. But yeah. yeah. Um, next week we will not have a show, but the following week we'll talk about the uh, the THQ showcase that is this Friday. Um, but let's get into some of the video game news. We have some uh, updates with the next Pokemon, Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. They uh, showed some new Pokemon. They, they, they showed, showed new Pokemon. Like, yay. <laughs> yeah. We got some regional variants. I'm kind of upset. We actually start off with the legendary Pokemon. Yeah. You start off with the legendary Pokemon. That's interesting. Um, so it's like, okay, that's kind of interesting. Um... You know how they look like motorcycles, right? Yes. The one in the future actually can summon wheels. The other one just inflates his uh, little crest in his chest, and he curls up his tail, and then he runs everywhere. Like, that's not a motorcycle. So the Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds Pokemon? Oh, they 100% Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds Pokemon. It takes a lot of things from from, uh, the Arceus game, which I'm actually kind of happy about. The only thing that they didn't take was a... um, What's it called? The uh, the asking if you want the Pokemon to evolve or not. Okay. Uh, it's automatic again, and everyone's kind of like, we kind of liked it when you asked us if we hit the, the thing, or if we could just delay it for another five levels or whatever, mm-hmm. instead of just always telling us to mash B. Because <laughs> it's just like, that's a nice little quality of life change, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are kind of worried because they haven't spoken about so much the... Uh, not so much the region. They spoke about a lot of the new characters, how the game plays, raid battles are back, things like that. The new gimmick for this one, which is put shiny hat on Pokemon. Um, yes. <laughs> That's what I'm calling it. That's what it is. Put shiny hat on Pokemon. Okay. Uh, and it gets more powerful. Um, <laughs> it's called Terra something. And I'm like, okay. Shiny hat on Pokemon. Um, Hats. Hmm. I just... Are we going to Team Fortress Pokemon? Oh my now? god, please no. <laughs> um, Hats on sale. I do, I do worry because they've mentioned nothing. I don't know if this is because of Sword and Shield. They mentioned nothing. Absolutely nothing about the decks at all. We haven't seen that many new Pokemon. We haven't, we've only seen a few old Pokemon. So it's like, so um, how many Pokemon are in this game? Game Freak? I guess we'll find out eventually. Yeah, we'll find out eventually. I, I just hope that it's, it's we're like what three months away. 
Something like that? November. November. So, yeah. yeah. So, we'll see. Hopefully, in the next three months, we'll get some more news. If not, they'll probably suffer another leak. For sure. And then everyone will be angry again. Sticking with uh, Nintendo in the news, we had a Splatoon 3 uh, Direct yesterday. Who gets up at 9 a.m.? 6 a.m. CT. And, and Nintendo's like, yeah, time for Splatoon. It's like, it is too early in the morning for this much energy. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I like the two new divas that they show. That's what I'm going to call them, divas. Divas. Uh, what was it? Deep Cut is their name? I think the Deep Cut, yeah. yeah. I like a lot of the new weapons that they're introducing. I like the before. Samurai Sword. The little sword that charges yeah. up. and yeah. Is, yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, the new styles are cool. It's, it's really nice to see the that. Akira bike. I like that they're uh, borrowing from other games this time in terms of like mechanics and stuff like that. It's a very nice way to make Splatoon feel very fresh and unique. Yep. Uh, and that's Nintendo's thing. You know, they, they won't make a new game unless there is something really new and unique to propel it forward in some way, shape, or form. Um, I want them to remake Zelda 2. The NES Zelda 2? Yes. Oh, man. The side-scroll one. That's, that's, uh, that's a deep take, man. It is a deep take. It also would be hilarious. I don't know, a lot of people didn't like that game. Yeah, but you could technically, you could turn it into the perfect RPG. Like actual traditional RPG. Because it was technically turn-based. I feel like it would be better like if it was remade into something similar to like Skyrim or The Witcher. Okay, fair. I don't know. I feel like that's where Zelda should go, but now they're going to this open world stuff, so it's really interesting to see. That is an interesting thing, like to remake Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. I don't know. I, I don't see it. They've remade all the, like, they've remade how many of the other games? Oh, because they, they like. Time to, to remake the bad ones, <laughs> including the Wanda Gamelon, Zelda's Adventure, and the Faces of Evil. <laughs> out here just asking for terrible games to be remade and given a proper chance let's not let's not <laughs> let's not have that i like i like world peace sometimes <laughs> i don't give me violence <laughs> i i woke up this morning and decided to be everyone's problem go back to sleep <laughs> <laughs> um but yes platoon three uh is dropping september uh, september 9th, 9th? yeah not too far away. Got a whole new switch with it too. Yeah, they did. The, there's a OLED switch with the uh, yeah. Splatoon three designs Which on it. They gotta now. buy another switch. Are you? <laughs> so <laughs> let me explain what has what has happened in my household. <laughs> I got my first switch, right? Okay. Then my significant other wanted a switch, so she got the first Splatoon switch. Use that for a long time. Okay. Then Animal Crossing announced the Switch. She's like, I need the Animal Crossing. Then <laughs> she got a Switch Mini in the Miku Blue. The, the Switch Lite, right? The Switch okay. Lite, yeah. And now she's like, oh, we got the OLED because it looks nice and everything. And now she saw this, she's like, hey, G hey Gina. I'm like, oh, God, you're going to ask for another I don't know why I have so many Switches in my house. I can actually run at my house my own Smash tournament if I wanted to. <laughs> Do you have that many copies of Smash? I, we have three copies of Smash. <laughs> That's a lot of Switches. It is, and I'm just like, why do I have so many Switches? 
Like, I only have technically two switches. Because my original switch I had to retire because its battery life only lasted, like, 20 minutes. Like, I, I drove the thing into the ground. So I used it for its lifespan. Happy with that. Um, my launch switch still works. <laughs> like, I, I use this thing daily. I used it on the TV. I would stream on my PC with it. Things like that. So wow. battery degrade happens faster if you're always plugged in. Crazy. Yeah. I don't want to think about what happens when my switch starts. Dying. Oh, do you have a PSP? I used to. You don't have any PSP or anything like that right now? No. Okay, good. Um, for those of you who have PSPs, remove those batteries because you now have a spicy pillow. The lithium ion has reached its, um, its life expectancy and will start to balloon and will go through what's known as um, uh, rampant discharge or runaway discharge. And then catch fire and explode. And lipo battery fires are a pain to put out because they're chemical fires. So, yeah, take out your batteries from your PSPs. Can you even replace those? Yes, you can. Okay. What about Vitas? The Vita, you cannot. Damn. So you got to actually open that thing. Like the PSP battery was easy because it was still like back in the day where you had a little hatch that you just popped off except for the go. Right. But um, and you just pop that off and then you just pop out that battery and popped in the new one. Like how Nokia phones used to be. <laughs> Nokia phones. I want a phone with a replaceable battery. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just miss it. They do that to make money. They do that because it's like, oh, for a thinner phone, then give me a thicker phone. I don't care. You want a brick? Yeah, I want I, I want something I can throw at someone and, and hurt them with. It's like that old Nokia gray phone. No, Motorola gray phone. <laughs> They're like, oh, it has anti, it has anti theft. Yeah, you throw it at someone. Yeah, <laughs> and you knock them out. They won't knock steal them out from the phone. <laughs> That's your anti theft. Alrighty. Um. Yeah, that was it. It was only Splatoon and Pokemon. We're still in that little like weird. Uh, I think Gamescom is coming up soon too. So I believe so. Yeah. Uh, but thankfully, we had an amazing FGC Christmas. FGC Christmas this past weekend with the Evil 2022 uh, tournament series. I love all the memes that have come out of Evo now, where it's like Evo with Mr. Wizard. We lost SRK forums because he was using it to do sketchy things. Evo with Pokemon, we got rollback for everything. Bridget. And a bunch of other free stuff. And there was free water for everyone. Yeah, I was very interesting to see some of the announcements come out of uh, Evil 2022. Uh, but first things for most, shout outs to all the players that uh, played in the event. Um, we saw Sonic Fox take a, a win away and Skullgirls. Um, a lot of major upsets. Dude, uh, watching Daigo lose and then watch everyone complaining about... I go losing because it's like, oh, we're using PS4. We should be using PC. I'm like, Sony owns the event. This is what you get. Sorry. Yeah. I don't think he, I mean, he played well. He played well, yeah. He was like still, I think, fifth after everything. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I also chalk it up to like, you know, a lot of people, there's just a lot of new blood in, in the. Oh, there's so much new blood this year. So, yeah. you know, some of these old greats, you know, they're still great, but like, Sometimes some new blood's going to come in and win, you know? So for... 
I don't think we need to go over every winner just because that's a lot. For Skullgirls, it was Sonic Fox. Yeah. For Mortal Kombat 11, it was Scorpion Prox. Uh, first place for Melty Blood. Melty Blood doing having a lot of fun. And everyone sat there like, wait a second. Yeah. This game is hype. It's like, yes, we know. <laughs> uh, Jing came in uh, first place. For Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, another game that everyone went, wait, this game is hype. Um, I'm surprised like, Grand Blue was really good. And then like it kind of like faded into obscurity. It, no, the issue was that um, the game launched and then COVID killed it, essentially. Right. If they add rollback to the game, it will it will be picked up again. Dragon Ball Fighter Z, we had Wawa win, not not the chain of not the chain of uh, sandwich shops, shop. stores, yeah. convenience shops. <laughs> Multiverses because it's two players is Nakat and Void. Yeah, Multiverse is also making the news because the beta alone has had a concurrent over ten. What was it? 10, 10 million, million. 10 million players. Yeah. Which is astronomical when you think about a game that's only in its beta. I mean, Dota 2 is in its beta. <laughs> yeah, Dota 2 has been in its beta for 10 years. years. <laughs> 10 years. Um, it's just interesting because like my only complaint about multiverses was that between matches took too long. It felt like 15 to 20 minutes between matches. That's because everyone's like messing with their perks and setups. Yeah, and stuff. I think I think they're going to have to to learn to like either put a timer on that or like. Or you have to pre-register your perks and not change them. Yeah, I think that or maybe just get rid of the perks. For tournament just play. make it like a neutral. Just make it all neutral. That would be interesting. Um, For King of Fighters, we had ZJZ win, mm-hmm. which is a. Which was fun to watch. Actually, I love KOF. KOF, KOF so is I, an amazing game. One of my to friends watch. was actually ca- uh, commentating it. Um, Tekken Seven, knee, <laughs> knee, took first place. And then Street Fighter Five, we had Kawano, mm-hmm. or Kawano, and then Guilty Gear, we had Umi Showin. Shout out to Bean and Tempest NYC who used to show up here and play all the time. Yeah. We had a lot of uh, East Coast players show up and do their thing over in the fighting game tournaments. Uh, but Evil is also a chance to have new announcements as well. And we had a couple of new reveals and announcements at Evo. Uh, one of the big ones coming out of it is that there's a new Fatal Fury, uh, a Garou game. There was a teaser trailer. Do you so- know how happy that made me? <laughs> So we don't know if it's going to be a new Fatal Fury or it might be Mark of the Wolves 2. Uh, They're actually the same. It's a localization name. Technically. Technically, yeah. Yeah. But um, the Fatal Fury games have had their own series and Mark of the Wolves was kind of like its own thing too. Uh, So it would be interesting to see if they do a Mark of the Wolves 2 because that would be really, really, really awesome. Uh, There was a possible Tekken, new Tekken game teased. They showed the OG... Um, Kazuya, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah. Kazuya dropping off Heihachi, and then it segued into like this new 3D render. Uh, so it might be Tekken Eight. I think it's gonna be Tekken Tag Three. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the man would do that. You and I both know that he's a troll. Yeah. He's a troll. Harado would be like, it's Tekken Tag Three, guys. <laughs> yeah. Or it would be even funnier. We're remaking Five. <laughs> Tekken 5 remake. It's like, no. <laughs> Let's not do that. I would thoroughly enjoy watching the floor 
and the wall will be the best characters again. <laughs> I can't pick them. That's not fair. <laughs> uh, we had some new trailers for uh, Street Fighter 6, which showcased uh, Jury and a new character, Kimberly, were revealed for Street Fighter 6. Uh, the memes off of that have been hilarious, especially all the foot fetish memes for Jury. God. That's been pretty funny. Uh, also, Street Fighter 6 has added James Chen and Tasty Steve as actual commentators in-game. I really like that. I really like that they're doing the commentating like that. Yes. I think it's Hopefully you can turn it off during the actual gameplay. I would hope so too, but it's nice to see that they're taking actual in real yeah. life FGC involvement and putting them into the games, especially Street Fighter 6, which looks to bring in like all the culture of the FGC into the actual game itself. Uh, so be my one question, see. my one question is, I, I, this is something that everyone's just saying, oh, it's cool that they're doing Street Fighter, but we want a new rival schools. We want a new this. We want a new that. I'm sitting here. I'm like, I really think if Capcom's smart, and if if they want to turn Street Fighter into a like live service game, <laughs> that basically they'll do what they did for four, where you could choose patches, and then but instead of patches, it's like, oh, you want to play Rival Schools? Here's a whole Rival Schools as DLC, like uh, story and everything. I, I can see them in doing Street that. Fighter Six. And the reason why I feel like they're going to do that is if you remember the Street Fighter Six trailer, there was that moments where they looked like there was some type of open world. Yeah, yeah, kind of that's thing. why. That's why I'm thinking like, so be kind of cool if they do that. Uh, other reveals, uh, we had DLC characters for the King of Fighters 15. They were also given release dates. Uh, King of Fighters 15 is also going to be receiving crossplay functionality across all platforms. Guilty Gear Strive added Bridget uh, the same day as Evil, so that was well, big news for same day. It was it was the eighth for us. It was still the seventh for them. <laughs> um, future updates will uh, involve crossplay. <coughs> Samurai Showdown is going to be updated with rollback netcode sometime in twenty twenty, which is uh, which is insane. Sam Show getting rollback, right? <laughs> uh, also, prefer Persona Four Arena Ultimax uh, has currently been updated. With rollback netcode. And Dragon Ball Fighter Dragon Z. Dragon Ball Fighter Z will be coming to the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series XS. Both with those versions will have rollback, uh, rollback netcode. Uh, oh, wow. Multiversus announced its uh, season. So they're coming through. Okay. Um, Skullgirl Second Encore has announced that Marie will come as a DLC. Yep. And we also have Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. <laughs> as a DLC character. <laughs> and speaking of evil, <laughs> Jihan, welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Pag Virgo, aka Jihan Krishwell. He was a TO uh, for the KOF event this past evil. We were just just in time. We were talking about yeah. <laughs> evil and all the fun that happened over there. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so while we have you, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, uh, thank you for having me. Anytime. Uh, I know you're just coming off of a, a big meeting. Yeah, so yeah, uh, a lot of exciting thank, things coming yeah, forward yeah, yeah, uh, with you going into the TO yes. space officially. Yes, yes. Also, uh, just a little bit of history of how I know this man. Uh, we've kind of orbited one another in different various aspects of competitive gaming. Uh, I remember playing with you and watching uh, when Mixer had a studio over at Microsoft yes. in some of those PUBG tournaments. Uh -huh. uh, and we've kind of just like orbited one another here in the FTC scene between. Here at the Waypoint Cafe, uh -huh. uh, Zeno Zero, Next Level, and all the other spaces that happen in New York. And um, you've been doing your thing as a TO, trying to grow yep. the community and getting a lot of events. Uh, congrats on 
TOing Evo. Thank like that, you, that's man. a huge stage, man. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, and seeing KOF be as well received as it was, yes. uh, I think it was actually one of the larger marquee games this year at Evo in terms well, of attendance. Well, that well, well, it was it was over in the thousands, mm -hmm. but uh, Guilty Gear definitely had over two thousand. Okay. Um. So, but uh, KOF definitely had like twelve hundred. Mm -hmm. Um. But I would say, truth be told. KOF was a was was a harder bracket than most other games. Yeah, I mean the skill the, the, gap. Yeah, the, the yeah, the, yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I think the just so many killers coming from all over the globe. Mm -hmm. You know, we actually got the chance to finally see everyone come together in one area and literally see who's the best. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I did Combo Breaker, I did CEO. Um, most of the majority of the the Mexican crew have been kind of dominating the whole scene. Um, when it came to CEO and uh, Combo Breaker. But Evo, you know, I was definitely trying to see out of the bunch of, of the norm who's going to make it to top eight. Um, Paco, um, who's been super consistent, he made top eight. And then Sez um, came, uh, made top eight as well. Um, but most majority of it was coming from Japan. We had two Japan and uh, I'll say Philippines and Taiwan. I yeah. Say. yeah. I mean, that's the wonderful thing about. Uh, Competitive gaming as a whole, regardless yeah. if it's fighting games or mm. any other aspect of uh, gaming communities, like you see this global uh, love and outreach of people just trying to show who's the best of the best, yep. and yep. there's a lot of passion that goes into it. Yep. Um, and you've been at this for a very long time. Mm. Um, how has it been? Uh, you know, going, transitioning from player to TO, like, what do you feel have been some of the big differences, and where, um, where do you see? I would say going. Uh, I've been a TO, I would say for longer than I've been since I was 18 and I'm 38. Mm -hmm. So I've been TOing actually since, uh, you know, for 20 years, but not, it, it depends on the capacity. Right? right. So, you know, I came up from the arcade era, right. You know, I born and raised in Harlem, started out in a uh, big Apple video. Um, that was like my first stomping ground. And then, you know, Harlem was very well known for a lot of um, uh, gaming spots like game Plaza, game express, uh, Kojaks. Um, so for all the old heads, if you know what I'm talking about, you, you know, make me feel so old. Yeah. Like I, like you know, I'm not that much. I'm, I'm 40. So I'm just like, damn, I remember all those spots. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that's the thing too, is like the history is so important for me, you know, because I, you know, we all have been just been focusing on Chinatown fair. I, I would say Chinatown fair was the last stopping ground for most places that didn't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. So if Kojax was gone, Game Plaza, Big Apple, that was the last stomping ground for everyone. Um, then I got between real heavy and the arcade market in 42nd Street. Definitely like Broadway City, Laser yep. Park, uh, Excess Too Much Is Not Enough. So I've been a part of that scene for a long period of time and working with, um, with those companies as of doing TO work as well. So I've been doing tournaments, just not on the scale of like actual fighting game tournaments, right. you know. Um, going to a hotel, which is the norm now, going mm -hmm. to a hotel, random location or whatever, right. and hosting a tournament for two to three days. Um, so I had the experience already, just I never transitioned to it. So um, I was just always, I was a big competitor. Mm -hmm. Like for me, I was a competitor and I just didn't know about the tournament scene because it was so underground, right? right? Like you, you had to be like part of the, the, the it crowd to know where everything is at. You know, because the only thing that I technically seen as tournament wise was just Evo. Right. Right. And, you know, we used to pick up tips and tricks and you used mm -hmm. to get the results. SRK. Um, right. <laughs> when SRK existed, I that's I yeah, still think SRK, that is the yeah. biggest that is the biggest crime. I think that um, in the FGC that 
all the tool tips, all like the fight manuals, everything yeah, yeah. moved from forums that was easily accessible by anyone to discords. And it's like, <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> I don't want to have to join like 30 different discords just to yeah. find, oh, how does this interaction work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, it's the internet. So you, like, you find that information anywhere. No. But yeah, so just like, um, just really at this point, um, you know, when Defending North did their tournament in Queens, you know, um, Andy's like one of my like arcade brothers, right. if you would say. Um, I was a young kid and, you know, and out of the bunch, you know, was eager to learn more, you know, learn strategies from from the other guys that were at the arcade. And, you know, I kind of grew attached to all of them, you know, like they were like, you know, big brothers to me. And, you know, when I found out that he was doing a tournament, I was like, shoot, I want to go and check it out. So I went to Defending North. Um, I, forgive me, I forgot the year. It was probably like 2014, 15, maybe. Mm -hmm. But um, when I went, it was amazing, like, just to see all this this huge crowd of people playing, you know, their game. And they were very professional. Like, like they were really good at the game. Mm -hmm. um, you see high-level competition, you know, just literally in your face. And it's, it was very rare for me because I was kind of stuck with, um, you know, at a skill level with certain friends, you know, who right. really didn't pick up the game as heavy as I did. And it's kind of like you just being the guy that stood out, right. you, know, the, you know, the most. But then seeing other players who really, really put the time and energy into it was just complete different, you know, uh, just aspect of how they prep and do stuff and combos and links. It's just amazing just to see that type of stuff. And I got hooked, instantly hooked. I, I was like, when is the next tournament? So I started just doing research. I found out about Final Round, then I went to, uh, to Summer Jam and Winter Brawl. I was just going to tournaments left and right, and then I just got a huge buck off of that. And then that's when PAG kind of like was created, mm -hmm. and I started my own team. And the reason why I started a team, because I wanted to do something in my own vision. Right. You know, I've worked with a lot of people, and... Sometimes, you know, obviously ideas don't work with each other. You know, sure. we may not see the same vision and, and it happens. There's nothing wrong with anyone wanting to do their own thing. Nope. Um, just do it respectfully, right? Like, don't try to um, invade and then take people with you type stuff. Yeah. You know, that's never good, you know, because then you... Everyone's always trying to gain some type of clout in one yeah. way or another. And yeah. it's really, it's, it's more about bringing people together more than anything rather than trying to take people away from one space yeah. or another. Yeah, we're all in this because we love the game. Exactly, we love to play. Mm. Let's just 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 spread that love, spread mm. that community, mm. and just keep being a positive pathway. First of all, especially with something like gaming, which has come off of a lot of old negative connotations. You yes. know, whether it's video game violence or you know some of the things that happen between people in different communities, mm. and just moving past that and showing people that like, no, there's a lot of unity here. There's a lot of love. There's there's community. Here. Yeah, I think that's that's the thing that is overlooked a lot, um, especially from the mainstream. Um, and as we continue to move forward and have people like you and others that are passionate and bringing people together, we start to see this switch in the video game atmosphere. Like, oh, you know, there, there is positivity, there is yep. Yep. community here, there is something good. Mm. And and that's what you know. Um, I want to bring to the table, like, you know, for me, gaming have really saved my life, you yeah. know, um, especially for many people. It really is a huge distraction from, you know, a lot of the crazy stuff that was going on at the time, especially, you know, where, where I'm from in Harlem. Um, you know, I don't know if anyone's familiar with the Central Park Five, right. but that's the area that I grew up in. And so, you know, um, parents has always been like 
trying to find ways to kind of like get us out of that situation where we're not in the streets. Right. Um, there's very less programs and stuff like that. So our case definitely was my safe haven mm-hmm. um, and really got me a lot of trouble. Because trust me, a lot of friends that I know have done a lot of crazy stuff. Of course. You know, and for me, I, I was just kind of like, I'm going to arcade. I'm going to go play yeah. some games, <laughs> you know, because I was just so intrigued by the technology. It was just so different. Right. Like, you know, once you see it, like, especially if like if you one of those people like um, had like a console and you're like, OK, cool, I got a Nintendo or whatever. Then you go to a movie theater and you're like, shoot, like this teenage, like TMT, yep. uh, X-Men. And he was like, what is this graphics? What is this technology? Like as a kid, it was, it was huge. It was like way, way um, ahead of our time, you know, just with, with those games and stuff. And it became cult classics yep. without a doubt. Um, still could be played to this day. And, and some people just like, oh, you know, I'm I, I'm into this new game. And like, I've already been playing that game for like 30 <laughs> years, right? So it's 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 interesting, like how we're where we're at now with everything. And, you know, I just, I, I think that we're in a good space. Yeah. You know, I think that as long as things are in a steady pace and no one's trying to rush things to things that wouldn't make any sense or, you know, that could throw things off, you know. That's that's just where I see it when it comes to gaming at this point. But um, Evo, on the other hand, um, I've been working with them. I'd say for six years. Mm-hmm. I would say six years. Uh, four. I would say four years. Wait, wait, no. Let me get this. Three years as data entry. Right. Right. Um, did three years in data entry. Uh, then one year as lead CEO for Samurai Showdown. Right. And then, um, then we did the online. Mm-hmm. That's five. And then this year, King this of year, Fighters 15. King of Fighters Yeah, game of <laughs> Fantastic experience. Uh, it was great. Mm-hmm. You know, I watched it on stream. I saw the social media updates. So I'm just like, you know, this guy has been putting in, has put in the reps over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, uh, it's very, like, I, I see a lot of similarities to the journey I've had. As someone who was mm-hmm. a competitive player when I was younger. Uh, and being into competitive shooters, competitive card games, that's more my forte. Mm-hmm. I've dabbled in the FGC here and there. Uh, my biggest successes were when uh, Mortal Kombat 9 dropped. That's when okay. I was like, yeah. oh, people know me. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but I had a lot of fun doing it. I realized, like for me, I, I, I have a lot more fun running events now. I still play, you know, I still play like the Dragon Ball Super Card. Mm-hmm. Um, just Came off fresh off of a top at a professional event a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was big for me because back in the day, I was like a very well-known player when it was like Yu-Gi-Oh! and Magic and like, mm-hmm. kind of fell off of that. So it was nice to like be out there again and mm-hmm. show that I still got it even yeah, yeah. years apart. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, running events has always been something that I've always wanted to try, especially here at the local level, the stuff yes. we do here at the cafe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to be on like bigger stages like like that that's a a dream i still chase and mm. see you doing it i've seen you throughout the years i'm just mm. like amazing to see you do the stuff that you do at evo and everything so mm. i think it's a, an amazing accomplishment and i know that you, from here you can only continue to go up mm. um i know you're looking to do a lot of things more locally here in the city as well as mm-hmm. throughout the country uh, mm. is there anything like coming up that you can talk about? Or? Um, yeah, so for me, I am trying to do my best to work on a lot of projects, like, because, you know, New York City has always been my my home, and, you know, I grew up, born and raised here, and trying to find ways to kind of, like, make things 
um, you know, interesting for a lot of the gamers. Because I know there's, we have tons of gamers in yeah. the city, but they don't really come out to events as much, you know. And, and that's the main thing that I'm trying to figure out a way to really get people to come out and enjoy themselves and have fun. Uh, I know COVID has been really bad, you know, just with people have been very scared to come out. Mm -hmm. and, um, so it, it, I know and just that in itself is difficult, you know, and, you know, I've worked with everyone, so I'm not in the process of trying to compete with anyone. Yeah. You know, my main goal, obviously, obviously to make gaming accessible everywhere. Sure. Right. Like that's, that's my main goal, right? Like even if it's not here, I've worked with a lot of people outside of the States, cities, North Carolina, Atlanta, Florida, you know, Cali, Seattle, Texas, in Chicago, Detroit. Um, so I've, I've been a traveling man. You know, I'm, I made this my career. Um, if anyone wants to make their full career, you know, please take into consideration of how much hard work it is. Um, you're not going to get as paid as you think you were going to get mm -hmm. paid. Um, you have to really manage. If you're really good at managing your money and, and figuring things out, things will work out in your favor. Right. But it's not something I suggest for I, anyone to get I think, to I think, what I'm I doing. I think the, the bigger thing is, you know, if you want to get into it, whether it's as a player or yeah. as someone who wants to go into TO or you want to do the work yeah. behind the scenes or whatever, the main thing you have to have is the love and passion of for course. the industry. Yes. Or if you're going into fighting games, you are a yep. passionate fighting game yep. fan. Yep. You know, if you're trying to work behind the scenes with like uh -huh. Overwatch or some of the other shooters, uh -huh. you're really into the shooting game. Do it with the card games. Passionate card game player. You have to have the love and the passion to really want to put in the work and grind at it and grind at it and grind. And know that it's not going to be instantaneous. We're uh -huh. talking years and years yes. of work. I mean, yes. Look at your story. Yes. You started when you were teens. Almost older men now. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, it takes a lot of work and it's yeah. a lot of dedication. But the yeah. main thing is you have to really want to do it. Yeah. You really have that love. Yeah. And, and for me, it was like, I've, I've been fighting for this for a long time. People don't understand how much I hold this in my heart. Seriously. Like mm -hmm. I've been fighting like to like find a way to make it to where, like if I were to present this to my family, they would understand like, wow, you actually could do something with this. Yeah. You know, and that's been like an uphill battle for a long time. You know, my mother was so against just what I was doing. I think a, a lot of yeah. our parents were like, video games are terrible for yeah, you. And I'm just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about it on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. And this it's, man's running tournaments. It's just so surreal right now. Like for me, like just the, the amount of the journey that I have to go through, mm -hmm. you know, I've I done a whole ton crap of uh, volunteering, you know, helping out, whatever I can get, like, just to be a part of something and, you know, just say, hey, I've been a part of this, getting the credit for it. And then also people seeing like the potential or like, you know, your worth, mm -hmm. you know, that you can bring to the scene. And, you know, people just giving me the opportunities and I appreciate every single one, no matter what it was, it was big or small. Mm -hmm. Those things really help out a lot, you know. So just being able to do that and say, hey, you know, I've been with X, Y and Z. You know, my resume, in a sense, you know, um, I've worked with a lot of companies, mm -hmm. you know, and it's kind of like, wow. Like, as I look back, I'm like, wow, I did work with a lot of people yeah. um, and worked on some smaller projects, big projects, whatever it is. But my main thing is that I want, again, being part of the whole process of making gaming accessible to everyone, right. 
um, creating events to where people can have a good time, have fun, um, be able to, you know, be a mix with other gamers who love and have the same passion as everyone and, and enjoy themselves. And, and that's what, what counts. Um, to be in this position, again, like you said, you have to be extremely passionate. Yeah. You have to be able to want to get up in the morning, right? Like I've, uh, Evo, I worked like 14, 15 hour shifts, right? Like, you know, convention style, you know, working convention style, it's, it's nice. really gruesome. And people don't understand like what we go through mm-hmm. um, when we do it in conventions, but we don't mind it because we love it. Exactly. You know, I don't complain. Like, you know, they need me to be there at 7 a.m. in the morning and I'm running pools until like 2 a.m. in the morning. Like that's, that's, that's the, that's, that's a life. A life. <laughs> and you have to be well prepared for that right. to deal with, you know, doing things on the fly, you know, or, or handling situations, especially in my position as a game lead, I'm overseeing a bracket and bracket runners. So I have to make sure that nothing happens to where, um, you know, something makes someone makes a mistake and put someone in the wrong bracket and they end up, you know, getting uh, eliminated for no reason. Stuff like those, those right. situations do happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we do our best to talk with the bracket runners. I don't talk to people like as they're, you know, my minions or anything. I talk to everyone like my equal. Right. And I want them to understand that, you know, the importance of running a bracket, that someone's career is in your hands mm-hmm. because someone might be doing this for a living or somebody might be doing it for the passion to test themselves to see how far they would go in a bracket. And people are very emotional. Yeah. At these events, people don't understand. Some people don't care. They're like, whatever. But you have those individuals who actually will put the time and energy and want to see where they stand yep. against top players. So it's, it's um, I've seen grown men cry literally <laughs> on stage or, or whatever. They finally beat their demon. You know, there's so many storylines. And it, and it kind of sucks that esports journalism really sucks. I'm sorry. I have to say this. But esports journalism really sucks. The mainstream stuff we hear. At no, mainstream. Okay, let me, all right, let's, let's, let's say that. Mainstream stuff really sucks because it's like, you guys know, see, we're local. So you, you know me, yeah. what I do. So, but when it comes to mainstream stuff, they're like, you know, whatever. He's not doing anything big. But what I do is very important. Mm-hmm. It's a process that I have to handle. And they don't understand the importance of our job. And that really sucks. That we're we're uh, undervalued, like in that sense. Right. But there's so many storylines. I'm telling you that you're missing out. We're just focusing on Evo, but there's like some like there, there could be some beefs, it could be some rivalries, or whatever. There's, there's also like the journey for a lot yeah, of the journey, players, yeah, like, to get to that stage, yeah, you know, to be uh, to know that okay, I'm here now. I have to really prove myself. It's like yeah, my guy, you got here, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. But for some people, that's not. They want the glory. They want yeah. the, the accolade. They want the fame. They yeah. want to. They want to. They want to show that they are the best. Yeah. So I think that's uh, something amazing to withhold. Uh, while I still have a little bit more time mm-hmm. with you here, and I know you're heavy on the FGC scene, and yeah. your, your primary thing is fighting games. Yes. But would you think about toing something else? Like if there was another genre or a game that's out there? That well, I have. I mean, I'm very uh, versatile. So I've done Rocket League. I've done PUBG. I've done FIFA. I worked with, like I said, I worked with a lot of companies in different genres. So fighting games, yes, is my first love, but mm-hmm. I've worked with a lot of companies in different genres. I want more Fall Guys events. 
I know you want more Fall Guys. <laughs> thank God it actually has Fall Guys fans. Thank so. God it has an actual land mode. Makes <laughs> my job ten times easier. Uh, but that's something I would love to see. Is like <laughs> yeah. I, I've seen like a lot of long, like Facebook gaming has done a lot of like Fall Guys events. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, I would love to play in something yeah. like that. Um, just to see if I've got it because like I play it with I do and I know I'm very good at the game. Mm. And like people watch me play and they're like, dude, you're insane. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> but I want I want to have that moment where it's mm. like I want to play against someone. Good, really good Fall Guys players and see mm. if I can compete against them. Mm. You know, there's people that I watch, you know, like uh, Adam Snacks is a Facebook streamer. And I adore this dude. This dude is a monster. In the game. And I watch how he plays and I'm like, I know I play just like him. But he does this for a living. That's why he's got over like 5,000 wins. You know, mm. I got a real job. I got a kid and <laughs> I got my 300 and something wins. And I'm like, mm. that's enough. But then I look at the, the brackets, like there's so many people who don't even have one. Mm. Like okay, you know, I know I'm somewhere in that elite sphere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just that's just me uh, talking out loud here. Um, but yeah, um, I think that is all the time I have. Unfortunately, I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, uh, I look forward to whatever's coming next. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, got- and I'll definitely come back on. You know, I know I, I'm sorry if I was late. You know, and everything no, else. Yeah, you had that, you had a meeting. Definitely, <laughs> listen, I'm willing to definitely come back on and, and talk more. Um, definitely about some projects that I'm obviously working yeah, on. And stuff. The, so, the floor is always open, so whenever you want to come through, I appreciate just that. Just pass by the window. We'll slot you in. We'll talk some more fighting games or whatever's coming up on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, thank you, uh, Pag Virgo on Twitter, right? Uh, yeah, PAG Virgo. I think it's underscore Virgo. Sometimes well, I, think I, it's un- I think it is underscore yeah, Virgo. Yeah, so definitely PAG underscore Virgo and majority of the social uh, media. So like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. You, yeah. You'll definitely find me without a doubt. Um, keep an eye on this man. He's been, uh, he's been at it a long time. If you're in the fighting game community, you obviously already know who this guy is. I already know. I've known him. I feel like I've known, like not, not known you, but I've definitely been like, there's been that orbit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm course, like, oh, there's, there's a reason why we're orbiting one another. And then being able to play alongside you and play against you in mm-hmm. a lot of different events. Uh, it's just been amazing to see the journey and see how we've each grown in our respective fields. Mm-hmm. You and the actual tournament scene, mm-hmm. me and the video game e-journalism space mm-hmm. somewhere. So sure. uh, but thank you all guys for uh, coming on by and checking us out. Uh, as always, if you want to keep the conversation going, you can do so over in our Discord. Uh, check out our Discord link, as well as our website, digitalerentertainment.com, for all our written content and more. Uh, you can check out some of the game reviews that we have there. Uh, older episodes of our podcast, uh, reviews written by me and a couple of other people edited by me as well. Uh, check out our YouTube as well. Again, guys, we have our wrestling-themed visual novel teaser trailer up on our youtube kokoro no pro uh hard at work on that guys the game's coming along very nicely and i promise you we will have something amazing for you before you know it so check out that youtube also be sure to check out some of our other videos including our game of the year and anime of the year videos over on that website if you wish to support us even more we do have our merch over at our stream elements uh store streamelements.com slash digital era entertainment uh and check out our sponsor as well image anime you can use our promo code discount ship for free ground shipping on all orders over $100 at imageanime.com. So if you yourself are an anime fan or know someone who is a fan of anime and they like to buy toys and movies or whatever, uh, the statues and whatnot, they can save some money on some of their purchases by checking out imageanime.com. That promo code is good for all in-stock items only, not pre-orders. 
And if you want to check out what's coming out, check out our monthly recap where we show some of the new figures that come out uh, to pre-order over at imageanime.com. Uh, stick around, though, because we're going to have some game streams coming up uh, with RJ and Joel taking on Great Ace Attorney after we end the show. Uh, again, thank you to Pat Virgo for coming on and talking about evil. Um, we'll probably see you again at some point. You, mm-hmm. Again, the you know, floor is always open for you to come on down and mm-hmm. you know, talk some video games, or even if it's not of just course. the fighting games, just whatever we've been playing yeah, or whatever. Always good. But as always, everyone, until next time, you've been decoded.